we've learned anything from these past couple of years, my fellow Americans, is that personal medical freedom and liberty are in crisis. America Out Loud Pulse brings together the top experts in healthcare-related fields to keep you a beat ahead. Well, a place to start today is this uh, new COVID variant they say has unusual symptoms and uh, a couple of interesting things about it. I see some reports on it. I think we need to get uh, a couple of thoughts on this right up front here, friends. Welcome into America Out Loud Pulse. It is Malcolm Out Loud here with my co-host. Dr. Peter McCullough. Okay, so this one, I, I definitely people want to hear from you on this one, Dr. McCullough. This is the CDC just announced a new COVID variant, Arcturus. Uh, which is spreading throughout the United States and carries with it some unusual symptoms. The only other reason I even bring it up top of the broadcast here is because of the language I'm seeing from multiple reports about the unusual symptoms that are not seen with other variants. Uh, and, uh, it, and there's some other talk about discussing the connection of this, that it coincides perfectly with the World Health Organization's new plan to adopt the European Union's digital vaccine passport setup. So. I think people just don't trust the system and they start to connect dots almost right away here. What are your thoughts, first of all, on that variant and these other accusations about who? Well, just a couple of points about where we are. So we're in the Omicron kind of afterwave that's lasted easily from December of 2021 to the current. So it's about an 18 month wave. <clears throat> and uh, we've had a variety of different strains. Now, every time the vaccine manufacturers come out with one, the virus quickly mutates away. So just to recap, in the spring of 2022, we were at BA1. The companies both made BA1 variants and they never even got a chance to, to get those products out. We, we went on to BA4, BA5 in the fall. So the companies made basically bivalent vaccines to BA4, BA5 in the fall. And by that time, <laughs> the vaccine had uh, mutated to XBB uh, 1.0. Uh, one five, and um, then now XBB one point one five is uh, lessening, and we are on to XBB one point one six and one point one eight, and they're called Arcturus. So it's just given another okay. name. But this is interesting because the FDA met with Pfizer and Moderna and said, "Listen, you've got to get on the ball here, <laughs> and you've got to make uh, an XBB one point five. And already that's already fading away and Arcturus is coming in. So the companies are chasing their tail. Arcturus is interesting because, um, you know, so many people have uh, good mucosal immunity right now that we have good immunity in our nose and mouth that this one expresses itself with a fever and, and symptoms like a pink eye, injected a sclera, right. a reddened eye. And, uh, you know, we do the same thing. We do nasal sprays and gargles. Uh, you know, I, I did it once. It's interesting. Now, this is very off-label, but I did it once. I did uh, for a patient with this syndrome. We actually did use a very dilute iodine drop in the eye, which was done in the original Bangladesh trials uh, by Chowdhury and colleagues. That you could literally take, you know, the same type of iodine drop you'd use in the nose and put a drop in the eye. It was very effective, by the way. The, the red eyes went away almost instantly. So. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, you know, the, the red eyes mean the virus is, you know, infected that layer of the, the white of the eye. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's interesting because we haven't seen that uh, that uh, symptom before, that perspective with this or ever talked about it. Oh, and one other thing, Malcolm, yeah. the fever. Yeah. I yeah. want everyone to know this. 
The fever ideally responds to non-steroidal agents way better than acetaminophen or Tylenol. So I'm people to understand this. You get another wave of this stuff. Let's use, I think the best are the Aleve, which is naproxen sodium, blue gel caps, which would be 220 milligrams, two of those capsules every 12 hours. I think that far and away is the best for fever control. I'll say it again. Aleve, naproxen sodium, blue gel caps, 220 milligrams, two capsules twice a day. That, in my view, that's better than Motrin tablets. It's better than Tylenol. And we ought to, we need to get good fever control because yeah, people get yeah. uh, fever with this. They they get volume depleted. Well, you know, I remember with uh, the Aleve and all, I remember that uh, you've been right on that because I took it when I was had it as well. And I remember you told me that was the one to go and it worked. It was very effective for me as well. So you were spot on with that. Um, your point of these uh, coming out with the vaccines before the product is, I mean, it, it changes to the next one and they're still trying to come out with the product right. of the vaccine. Right. You know, I remember that, and I remember that going through that whole series. And I, and I know they're always trying to scramble it for whatever. They just are so asphyxiated on this vaccine business for whatever, Peter, and we certainly beat that to death here. Uh, that's not my point here, but I guess my point is what you've already touched on, the unusual symptoms. The reason I even bring this um, story up, not so much for the vaccine thing, and they're always chasing their tail with that nonsense to me, but the fact that people need to be watching, I didn't know if these other symptoms were more serious or if, in other words, we knew that, you know, it's been routine. What's happened has been very predictable. And these variants have never gotten stronger. They've sort of gotten weaker, as you predicted they would all the way through. I just wanted to make sure this Arcturus, there was nothing crazy. I mean, some unusual symptoms, but nothing that is significant no, that would change no, no the respiratory no malcolm no respiratory okay. things at all my experience okay. is quickly goes away okay. uh usually just our virucidal nasal washes and spray maybe okay. off-label use of um dilute iodine drops in the eye don't use peroxide in the eye um or we could use uh, a tobradex or something a doctor prescribes uh, for the eye uh you know over-the-counter zinc vitamin d vitamin okay. c Cursetin, or we can upgrade to curcumin now. And for this, we use the antiviral is famotidine, famotidine or Pepsid over the counter, four times a daily dose, 80 milligrams. If people happen to have ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine on hand, fine, but it's not necessary. And I've treated some elderly people without either right now, and they're getting through it fine. So Arcturus is very manageable. People just need to recognize it. We do think it's pretty infectious though. So if someone's got the red eyes and a high fever, they, they shouldn't be going out to a wedding or something like that. Okay. All right. I'm so glad we bought this up. What you just delivered, that information was uh, very, uh, I think it's vital. There are still people struggling through these things and suffering. I've got friends who have it and variations of it and older people. So it, it's good that you just said what you said. And it reminds people of what this today's protocol is for that. So that it is manageable and that this Arcturus is what it is. So um, thank you for that. That was great to start. And, and I'd say, on. Malcolm, go to petermcculloughmd.com and look at the McCullough protocol and zero in on the OTC bundle. And that just pretty much summarizes what I said. Yeah. Okay. All right. I, I want to touch on this next story with you, uh, Peter, as well. This, um, th I, I was just fascinated by this uh, for a lot of reasons. And I think listeners will be as well. And I, and I, I'm just always interested in these new technologies and new medical advances and this kind of thing that come down. But 
This one here was the next big advance in cancer treatment could be a vaccine. And the headline got me, startled me a thought. And I thought, wow, what are they doing here? So I looked and this was from the Associated Press. So, all right. The next big advance in cancer treatment could be a vaccine. After decades of limited success, scientists say research has reached a turning point, with many predicting more vaccines to be out in five years. Uh, these aren't traditional vaccines that prevent disease, but shots to shrink tumors and stop cancer from coming back. Wow. Targets for these experimental treatments include breast and lung cancer, with gains reported this year for deadly skin cancer, melanoma, and pancreatic cancer. And I thought this really got my attention. I, I thought, let's at least start a, a, you know, a preliminary conversation on this. But what scares me about these kinds of things, if they're real and they're effective, is that they use the word vaccine, which I think scares a lot of people today because of the damage they've done over the last three years, which is on these people, as far as I'm concerned. But what do you think about this story? You know, it, it points out the fact that we certainly have injectable drugs we use for cancer. So I think vaccine's the wrong term. They should talk about new cancer therapy. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Right. Yeah. So that's correct. But but the idea here is that there are some cancers that are susceptible to our own immune surveillance, meaning we form cancer cells, probably all of us do um, with some frequency. Our body recognizes them. Then our own immune system kills the cancer cells and we actually don't get the cancers. Now, if there are deficiencies in these immune surveillance systems, then the cancers can grow. And it's interesting, the ones you mentioned are all ones that are well known to be subject to the current cancer surveillance systems. So, you know, treatments that could boost our own ability to fight cancer makes a lot of sense. So let's say kidney cancer and melanoma, those are commonly governed by what's called P53. And P53, uh, if it's weakened, if there is a loss of function mutation in P53, uh, those cancers can go wild. For uh, female breast and reproductive cancers, it's BRCA or BRCA, uh, BRCA1 and BRCA2. If those are deficient, then we can have those run wild. So it makes sense now if they've got the ability to boost these tumor suppressor systems, which uh, you know, from a nuclear perspective, are pretty complicated. But if they've cracked that code, that would be wonderful. You know, wow. get get cytokine reduction with surgery, additional care, uh, chemotherapy if needed, and then go ahead and have the, the the body's immune system take care of it. Now, can the human body in its own immune system fight off a tennis ball sized tumor in the abdomen? The answer may be no because we just, you can't penetrate it. Right. There, there'll be some cancers where we just simply need surgery to remove them. Right. And then if the, if the burden of cancer cells is sufficiently low, the traditional way to deal with this is just give chemotherapy to kill every final cancer cell. That's you know what's been done for, uh, for female reproductive, breast, so many cancers. But this new, and, and it comes at some cost, right? So the chemotherapy, the nonspecific chemotherapy has got side effects, some of them permanent. Hmm. This new way of doing it would be very attractive to just have our own immune system kind of clean it up. Right. And, and you know, it says here, let me just read this uh, sentence to you. It says, for a vaccine to work, and again, they're using the wrong term. I felt that just before I even said this story to you, but I, I needed to hear from you. It says it needs to teach the immune system's T cells to recognize cancer as dangerous. Mm -hmm. And then once trained, T cells can travel anywhere in the body to hunt down danger. You agree with that, right? Yeah, that's yeah. the concept. Yeah, right, right. So I think this is fascinating as well. And I, I found that very curious. You know, I'll tell you, Peter, I just, 
I've prayed in our lifetime for for I don't two things that I I mean a lot of things if we could if we could fix a lot of things that ail us would be marvelous but I've always prayed for a cure for cancer I've seen some really close people may suffer um, untimely deaths and other things from cancer and it's a it's very unfortunate and I I keep praying for a, a you know a fix for this kind of thing I'm always interested in these stories. The other one that I personally am always interested in for other people for quality of life is dementia and Alzheimer's. And I got very uh, on that page when our um, 40th president, Ronald Reagan, was struck in his later years. It struck me personally. Uh, I just felt uh, terrible that we had these uh, people that got to their best time of their life and then lost those years of their lives. And I see that around me from folks from time to time. And I just wish we'd find an answer for dementia and all time. So it's always those two things that just really, I just think we should do better. We can do better as for humanity. Well, and you, yet, you know, so a few comments about Alzheimer's. Yeah. But we know that now that there is uh, a major genetic component to it. And we can measure what's called the APOE. So E as an epsilon, the APOE genotype. Now, the normal genotype. Uh, that's out there is E3E3. That's the, to get a normal gene from mom, normal gene from dad. And with that configuration, the lifetime risk of Alzheimer's is about 5%. It's hmm. not zero, but it's about 5%. Wow. Now, if one inherits uh, an E2, which is a protective gene, and you've got an E2E3, believe it or not, there's a lower than 5% risk of Alzheimer's. It's kind of like a, a super hmm. memory gene to get older. However, if you inherit an E4, that's the Alzheimer gene. And so if someone ends up with E4, E3, so they got an E4 from mom or dad and an E3 from the other parent, the rate of Alzheimer's risk lifetime, roughly 15%. And then the worst, Malcolm, is to get an E4, E4. Lifetime risk, 65%. Wow. It really jumps up there. Now, uh, so I do this testing in my office. I'm always, yeah, so you can know at any time, like I could have the test now yeah. and know? Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And so I can tell you when I get E4, E4, and they've got a, a 65% lifetime risk, I tell them, listen, no alcohol, none. You know, drinking alcohol is like pouring gasoline on a fire. And we'll Why is that? that? Tell me why that is. Well, because alcohol is a neurotoxin. And for some reason, it really, if you look at the published studies, so a family history of Alzheimer's, uh, alcohol intake, African-American race. Those are the big risk factors to make E4, E4 go okay. to the moon. Okay. And so when people know that they you know, either have an, an, an good. E3, E4, or E4, E4, they, they get into kind of Alzheimer's prevention mode. So uh, one thing to do is never drink alcohol. What's that test called, by the way, again? It's called the APO, A-P-O-E, okay. uh, capital E as in epsilon, APOE genotype. Uh, so for E4, E4, what I do in Dallas is actually I send them to an Alzheimer's prevention program. We have uh, two in town and and I use them and they will go and get neurocognitive testing at baseline and then neurocognitive testing every five years. And if there's any kind of slippage in the cognitive function, uh, some drugs can be immediately started in order to keep those synaptic um, connections active. Uh, tell people, listen, to quit sitting in front of the TV and passively watching TV, uh, active uh, memory exercise. Well, I was just going to say to you, I was chest, always yeah. under the assessment uh, in what you just said. I wanted to get that out, actually, because our brain, again, is a muscle. And the more you use that, uh, the uh, uh, aggressively, I'm suggesting, right? That's what you said versus 
being doing nothing in your life, that makes a big mm-hmm. difference, does it not? With this, yeah, uh, sort it's of thing? active things. If you've ever sat mm-hmm. down and added up a row of numbers, or sat down and wrote something, or uh, the games where you play Monopoly or Scrabble, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, do crossword puzzles, those things actually exercise the mind. When you just sit and watch a right. it's like any muscle, TV, right? yeah, it's like any muscle. So we uh, advise people to do that. But to me, the big one is is alcohol. That's uh, something if people can give that up. They can really keep themselves uh, on a good track. So that's what we know good about uh, Alzheimer's. And you know, I recently reviewed some uh, therapies. This is very interesting about what could potentially be done for Alzheimer's because Alzheimer's. One of the characteristic uh, lesions in the brain brain are what's called amyloid plaques, or these proteinaceous plaques that fold in in the brain. You can find them there. And uh, believe it or not, it's probably going to be some enzymes that can dissolve these plaques. And we're actually working with uh, two right now. One is uh, natokinase, one we're using for um, the spike protein for SARS-CoV-2, as well as bromelain, which is derived from the stems of of pineapples, but there's also other ones out there, lum- lum- lumbricase and um, and uh, sereptase, and others are mentioned. The trick is going to be to find one that actually crosses the blood-brain barrier to go into the brain and kind of dissolve these without harming the tissues. Uh, but with, with anything with Alzheimer's, the key thing is to start early. And once people honestly are to the point where they you know, can't drive and can't function right, and, right. and, 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 you know, heading towards uh, the memory care unit in senior living, Malcolm, it's too late. Right. Right. Yeah. But, you know, listen, just keeping it real a minute, uh, someone like you and someone like me who use their, I mean, I'm, again, I'll be a smart guy here, but that really use our brains in ways that we do. We don't have a moment's rest. I mean, we're a, we have a pretty good chance of not having any of this. I mean, based on oh, even right. Or? Oh sure, yeah. We we find you know academic I mean, doctors, lawyers. Right. My former office mate, uh, Dr. William Roberts, uh, the the most um, longest standing major editor in the history of medicine. He's uh-huh. one of the most published. He finished one of the most published people in the history of medicine. He published thirteen hundred papers, cited the National Library of Medicine. To give you a reference point, I have like six eighty five. So he finished at 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 uh, thirteen hundred. Now he just died at age ninety. <clears throat> wow! And my point is, uh, I saw him a month or two ago. He was perfectly mentally sharp wow. at ninety. Now this is the sad part about the story, Malcolm. He uh, was a maverick. Uh, he was one of the first to espouse the cholesterol theory for coronary heart disease. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about Dr. William C. Roberts, a cardiac pathologist considered him a founding father of modern cardiology. He um, uh, uh, never ate a piece of red meat because he hmm. uh, had the belief that red meat had saturated fat that contributed to cholesterol, which blocked coronary arteries. So he was so careful with himself this entire time. What happened when COVID came in and the vaccines? He ended up taking four shots, Malcolm. Oh my God. So here's the guy who wouldn't even eat a piece of red meat. He really oh, took care dear. of himself. Wow. I work with him every day. He's 90 years old, but he's thin and fit. And I've been over to his house and I know his son, who's a wonderful man, a chief of cardiac surgery, and uh, <clears throat> takes four shots. And then in uh, a few months ago, it was announced that he already had widely metastatic uh, kidney cancer. Mm. And it was so aggressive that there was no chance for surgery or chemotherapy. And then he just died a few months after that. So it took him out. It took him out. It took him out. Now, it's interesting. Kidney cancer is a P53 governed cancer. And there's a paper by Singh 
from the University of Pittsburgh showing that the full-length spike protein that's installed in the body after the vaccines inhibits the P53 tumor suppressor system. So is it possible that his cancer started and then progressed so rapidly because of a vaccine effect on P53? Mm-hmm. Now, I, I think it's too early to make the call that mm-hmm. the ca- vaccines cause or accelerate cancer, but you're seeing these stories out there. And the there are a lot of claims are, on it, though, a lot of claims. Yeah, a lot yeah. of claims, and the people are using the word turbo cancer. Yeah. And it does fit for what happened. I mean, I mean, I, I've had patients with renal cell cancer, Malcolm. We're talking you know, a year, year and a half, two years, not three months. Right, right, right. Well, God bless them anyways, I have to tell you. And you know, what I say all the time, Peter, get life is a gift, right? How many times I say it, life is a gift. We need to treat it as such, you know? And I love that story you just said, but uh, the sad part about it is you did all the shots, but there's so many like that and smart people and they succumb to the moments of somehow another. And there's well, another the first two, I mean, you could look at somebody who's 90 and remember it's January yeah. of 2021. That's, I, know. I know. The, the Italians have just published nearly a thousand doctors who died with COVID. Yeah. This thing is marching. I've just testified in the U.S. Senate in November. And I told people, listen, if we don't start treating this, it's going to slaughter our seniors. You're 90 years old. You know, most 90 years old paying attention are, yeah. are going to not question it. They're going to take the That's shot. Right. That's right. Now, but once we get now six months into it, a year into it, everyone's yeah. saying, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. We've yeah. got a problem. Yeah. I was in the Texas Senate in March of 2021. I said, listen, we've got a problem. That's when the break should have went on. And some yeah. people, you know, if someone's following the schedule right now, Malcolm, they are on their seventh shot. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I um, appreciate you saying what you just said, and my mind went there before you even said it, uh, that the circumstances at the moment were what they were. And a lot of people did exactly that based on the evidence that you just uh, talked about. It's very accurate. Um, and I've got friends like that. And I've got others that are in their 90s, also uh, some good friends. You know, today you can live in your 80s and 90s, and it's like the new 60 if you took care of yourself. I mean, but of course, COVID changed a lot of things in the process. Let's turn the page just a bit here um, and talk about this other story. This was great, this um, information we just put out. I really appreciate those first couple of stories. But uh, this other one, uh, which we did a show, well, I guess a couple, three weeks ago or something like that, on the trans um, gender movement. Got, and we asked folks, we got a lot of people that did write in. We, I've got a few I'm going to talk about today briefly. Some interesting comments, actually, uh, questions as well. Um, but um, you're seeing the story where the uh, the drag uh, uh, parade or whatever you want to call it, I guess, uh, it was outraged. People were outraged because they were saying, we're coming for your children. Uh, and this was the uh, activists up in some big parade up in New York or what have you. And uh, so people were really upset. And there's a whole lot more to this. But he, they say, we're here. We're queer. We're coming for your children. And they were laughing. And some people were topless and really got a little weird, as it always sort of does when these folks get together, I guess. Uh, but some people were very incensed with this, obviously. And of course, the New York Post says this, uh, Dr. McCullough says the controversial chant incensed conservatives. You know, it's like, I hate it when they do that, though. I have to, in full disclosure to you, it's like liberals don't want their kids being misabused or destroyed either. It's got nothing to do with conservatives. It's got to do with reasonably decent-minded people that care. But that's, they paint that picture right away. But it's like, it doesn't always have to be that fight. But that's how they paint it. And how gross was this? Um, I mean, uh, uh, Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene said um, 
this movement grooms minors to have uh, mastectomies and castration and fuels a multi-billion dollar medical medical child abuse industry, which is what you talked about actually a couple of few weeks ago. What do you say to this? I tell you, let me give a little bit more context to this. So this is this uh, parade that's marching around. They get around in a circle and they start chanting, you know, chanting, we are uh, we are queer, we are here, and we're coming for your children. Well, guess who's part of this entourage? And the press chase him down. Gerald Nedler, who's U.S. representative from New York, and he's out there. And so somebody goes up to him. Is he gay? Do you know? Is he gay or something? I don't know. But somebody asked him, what do you think about this new legislation or some piece of legislation? Nedler goes, I don't know. I've never heard of it. He was just completely lost. Now, remember, just a a few weeks ago, Nadler said that two-year-old children should be wearing masks and taking shots at this point in time in the House of Representatives. And everybody was just, you know, outraged. So Nadler's just out to lunch. Now, the the other person who's out there is Chuck Schumer. And Chuck Schumer's wearing a a T-shirt with a a pride uh, rainbow on it. And he's got a blowhorn saying... I voted for these uh, these in- inclusion uh, laws and different um, different statutes, whatever. It seems like he's trying to gin up a few votes out there. But, you know, there's at least two members of the House of Representatives uh, in this kind of ghoulish uh, parade. And they look like a, they look like just a cast of Mad Max characters. Well, I told you the left is at is their edge in the sun. I told you that a couple of weeks back and you were you were telling me you know, it really is. the This is a blue red sort of uh, they've made it political. It was never that way, but it is that way today, Peter. I'm telling you, it, it, it sure is. And it it is it, really starting to look like where you line up. And so what's going on in the meantime is all of these uh, medical centers are engaging in these surgeries and hormones, which no good doctor should do. It's unethical to to do them. The outcomes are horrendous. I'm reviewing all these on my Courageous Discourse Substack, and I'm talking about the what's called the bottom surgery stuff that's done to the male and female general genitalia has enormous complications. It's disfiguring and sterilizing, mm-hmm. and now we're learning the mastectomies that the girls are having are fraught with complications because the breasts are still growing. There's lymphatic drainage problems, hematomas, contractures. Um, I've, these these surgeries have complication rates, Malcolm, that I've never seen before. Yeah. Uh, the kids, and even in the surgical papers, they're writing that the kids, you know, 40% of them have other psychiatric problems outside of gender dysphoria. They're really psychiatrically messed up. Uh, this is moving along. And so the states, uh, first was Arkansas and subsequently uh, Georgia, Texas, have passed um Laws that's just going to ban ban it for children. If if adults want to do this, that's their own business. But it's going to ban it for children. And so Arkansas was the first to ban it. And guess what? A federal judge just overturned the ban in Arkansas. Wow. Is that right? Overturned it, huh? Yeah. And yeah. and you know what? During COVID, mm. where people were locked down, they lost their businesses. They were locked in hospitals. They were stripped of all their rights, mm. uh, censored, fired, lost their careers. Nowhere to be found, Malcolm, was the American Civil Liberties Union, ACLU. <laughs> Nowhere. Couldn't find them. Of now, suddenly, on the yeah. gender thing, ACLU is yeah. out there oh, I know. They've been fighting out there tooth and nail it. for gender equality. You know, ACLU is, I mean, really, it is, I, I, it's terrible what these people stand for. It's like the National Enquirer. Uh, I mean, and it seems like they support everything that is wrong for us or that is evil. 
Uh, it's just that's almost the way you got to look at it today with the ACLU. It's terrible. I don't know who's running that program. Obviously, a bunch of crazy people, but uh, for sure. All right, there's some um, there's some really interesting um, thoughts and questions I want to get to. But but before I do, let me uh, well let me tell folks first of all too as well. Uh, this is uh, Q and A seventy four by the way uh, today's. Well, we are going to do some questions here. Just a moment here. Uh, before I get on to that, I want to let me get this one question here because I want to talk about a couple of products and go to break here a moment. Yes, this is on spike support. And it's a question that I think needs to be answered. It's from Mark. Greetings from down under. And big thanks to Dr. Peter McCullough, Dr. Harvey Rich on the platform and for their excellent medical counsel over the last many years. Greatly appreciated. We purchased three bottles of the natural spike support formula, plus the annual membership of wellness just yesterday. Um, I avoided the vaccine poison, but may have contracted COVID-19. Am I able to take the spike support medicine as a precautionary measure without side effects? What is the optimum period of time to complete the spike support medicine course for it to deliver best results? What do you say to that? No one knows how long we need to continue it for, but I am carefully making observations in my clinic. And I would say for somebody who just had COVID, no clinical syndromes, but we know they've had some spike protein exposure, probably three months of spike support. I think people who have had some symptoms, some long COVID symptoms, maybe had COVID twice, you know, I would say six months. I'd say people with vaccines, multiple cases of COVID and some type of serious syndrome, probably a year. Yeah. That sounds like a reasonable timeline to me. You broke it right down. And uh, and that's to get the, again, the ingredients of this into uh, the human body. Uh, and the whole key is to drive that spike protein out, right? That's right. Well, you're driving it out. You're actually dissolving it. So exactly. the body can't yeah. dissolve the spike protein. Yeah. This would actually dissolve the spike protein, let your body's own system then clear out the fragments. And I see patient after patient now getting better. I just, today, it is just remarkable. Now, it's easily two to three months before people start to feel better. It's not instantaneous. I want people to understand this. You know, breaking down protein that's deposited throughout the body takes a long time. Right, that's right. All right. So this product is spike support and it's got the natto kinase in it. It's got the dandelion root. And what else is in there, Dr. McCullough? Y'all candy, you know? Uh, Irish sea moss, selenium. You know, it has other things in it that yeah. we think instead of people buying these other supplements, you get kind of a an extra added advantage over straight natokinase. These other um, components help inhibit the, the spike protein fragments, reduce inflammation, and let your body clear it out. All right. All right. So I, I, I want to make a mention of this because there's there's positive results coming from this. You've been, we've been talking about it for a few weeks now, uh, Dr. McCullough and I have. So um, here's what, here's, here's how you get it now. Um, uh, America shop right there. There's a featured offer at the top. This is a new feature of America out loud. Now there's going to be some exciting new products we'll be having on here. We've got some really cool stuff going on to really help all of us out. Again, life is a gift. We got to treat it as such. We got to take care of ourselves. We got to help each other. I keep saying it. Here we are. So this spike support, you get twenty five percent off if you just click that uh, banner at it. Puts you right into the wellness company, and it's the only place you'll get that twenty five percent off right here using code out loud. Uh, we've negotiated all of these relationships um, by doing this. And you're going to be hearing this more and more on the platform. We have other hosts and doctors and other, another host, period, will be talking about this, Spike Support and the One Wellness. The One Wellness is their healthcare plan. It's insanely popular and just insanely inexpensive. 
You get all the health, uh, virtual care you need and the visits and what have you. And you get 25% off there too that first month. It's usually $199. You get it for $149. Got to use the code out loud. But this one wellness is a whole new concept that they're putting forth. It's really, really cool stuff. And basically, what I got to say about this wellness company business is from everything I've seen, they put their money where their mouth is and they follow through on what they're saying. That's what I've seen with them. My interactions with them have been very positive on all levels. And they go above and beyond to the customer, the patient, uh, the people who matter, right? That's what I'd say, Dr. McCullough, right? They've done a good job. Now, the company's had some growing pains, and we appreciate our listeners being patient with it on the um, supply chain in terms of the products. You know, they've gone from U.S. distribution only to worldwide distribution. They've launched uh, Wellness Company Canada and broken into some new markets there. They're going to have their first physical patient office in Boca Raton, Florida. And uh, the the products themselves are best in class though. You know, spike support, very important. The cardiovascular supplement, heart and muscle, I helped put that together. That's what I recommend for people with uh, heart failure, cardiomyopathies. And it has, again, the five or six things that you would have to go get, but into one, which is wonderful. The sleep supplement, I think is very interesting because you know people are starting to get away from melatonin so much. People have taken a lot of melatonin over time to kind of force the body into sleep. And it kind of creates that kind of nauseating sleep at a high level. The sleep supplement uh, that the wellness company, I was reading the ingredients to my wife the other night, and it's, it's very interesting. It is yet another natural way to try to fall asleep a little better. And we've, you know, we have some other products on the platform too. Yeah, yeah. Very cool, very cool. Uh, the heart muscle one, I'm going to do something with that in the next few weeks. I'm going to, um, we're going to do some sort of a special promotion or something on it. And uh, and I want to talk to you more about it just down the road here and talk about what's in it because I know you helped formulate it, but really do some a little bit of chit-chatting on more of that. I think it's a product that people can use and will help them out a lot. So we'll, we'll, we'll do that another time here. We're going to take a quick pause right now, friends and uh, join you on the other side. Jump into a lot of Q&A here. We're going to do that right next here. Uh, you're listening to America Out Loud Pulse. Millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of the toxic spike protein. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the Wellness Company designed their spike support formula to counteract harmful spike protein from COVID-19 and vaccines so you can feel your best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Trouble concentrating or recalling information is frustrating, embarrassing, and kills productivity. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created Focus and Recall to boost your brain power. And unlike other supplements that don't work, Focus and Recall is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients to help you immediately sharpen focus and strengthen recall. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code out loud. Whether you're an independent, a Democrat, or a Republican, one thing remains true. Airborne viruses love us equally. You've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the advanced nasal solution Cofix RX. Cofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. Spray goodbye to colds and flus with a Cofix RX nasal solution cleanse. That's cofixrx.com. Save 20% by using promo code out loud at cofixrx.com. 
America Out Loud beats to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, you're troubled, confused, glad, and thankful. Well, we know you because we are you. AmericaOutloud.com. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. America Out Loud Talk Radio. The liberty and justice for all. Welcome back to the broadcast. It is Malcolm Out Loud here, along with Dr. Peter McCullough. I almost have forgot I had to remember my name, people, just a moment there, right? Uh, but I'm with you here, and we are in the Q&A 74 here today. And I want to jump into some questions right now. These first few are going to be on uh, some of the interesting um, conversations we had on the TransLink, but then there's others we'll get to with COVID. And so there's a mix of things coming right up here. So this first one's from Sean. Dear Dr. Uh, dear uh, uh, Mr. Malcolm and Dr. McCullough, um, on the uh, 15th of June, uh, Pulse requested comments on the course of transgender movement. I think the movement was started by a group of global elites. Unfortunately, I do not know which group or even if the group has a name. These elites, though, were influenced by the eugenic programs of the early to mid-1990s, where the more powerful individual were able to forcefully sterilize the mentally and or physically disabled. The medical organizations push the agenda as it makes a lot of money and lifelong patients. <laughs> what better way to reduce population than to make the person feel accepted if he or she takes puberty blockers and cross-sex hormones and life-altering surgeries, uh, etc. These medications and procedures sterilize the person, make money, and no one is being forced to become a sterile. Uh, this uh, comments from Sean on our conversation. Uh, does he have a point or what? Wow, that's a pretty, you know, it's a pretty dark statement. We're trying to figure out where this came from, and it, it does go back a long way. I mean, you can find traces of this uh, going back in the Netherlands, uh, you know, coming up on uh, my show is going to be uh, Miriam Grossman, probably the world's leading child psychiatrist. I have her for basically. Are you doing a show on this topic? Are you? On yeah. Oh, yeah. It's going to be big. A McCullough report. Look for Miriam Grossman. She's cool. already testified in Congress. Got a great book out that we're going to feature called Trans Nation. Trans. I oh, will put it in the bookstore. Yeah, uh, yeah a trans new word nation. And it's actually a guide for parents wow. for what can parents do now? Because this is a tsunami at this point in time. Uh, do you know in Australia and Canada, uh, parents are criminalized and put in jail if they stop a child from going through this gender journey? Uh, Malcolm, it's completely spun out of control. Pornography is pouring into the schools right now. This uh, indoctrination is going on full force. Out of control is the right words, uh, right? There's a few words here, but it, it is the, the right uh, statement to put out there. It is out of control. It's totally out of control. But I got to tell you something. A lot of people like Sean, and I, I've not made the leap myself. I, I just haven't, and I never have. But there are a lot of people and a lot of listeners I know who believe that this is a depopulation effort. They truly believe this, and they believe Soros and Gates and all these usual suspects come up, and they believe it's on there. I have a hard time wrapping my arms around the fact that, but but they continue to beat that drum and show a lot of evidence, and that's what Sean's saying here, uh, well, that it's a depopulation but, effort. But there's, there's a tendency for humans to search for and ascribe motive. And people have asked me the whole this whole time, well, what's the motive 
behind the doctors not treating COVID patients? What's the motive behind the government pushing the vaccines? What's the motive now of publishers pushing pornography on children? And I think what happens is we end up spending a lot of time searching for motives as opposed to taking action. Who cares what the motive is? Protect the kids. You have a very, oh, thank you for saying that. That is a beautiful thing to say. That's the emergency. That's what Marion Grossman says. She goes, listen, uh, you know, there's a Mm. paper. It just just hit the wires on JAMA right now from Denmark. Erlingensen is the first author. My Lord. So homicide, suicides, uh, and suicide attempts in these transgender through the roof, Malcolm, through the roof. These people go through this gender uh, change. They can't live with themselves and they commit suicide. Oh, yeah. I've seen it. We, we, we see it all the time from people in stories. I'll tell you, what you just said is so profound. You just stopped me in my tracks with what you said. I love what you just said, man. I mean, it just puts the whole thing right there. And we did that through COVID. You know, all through COVID, we had all this going on and all this stuff, but you never took your eye off the ball. We never did here. And talking about early treatment, fighting back against the vaccines, fighting against the evil. Yeah, there was a lot of suspect out there, a lot of people talking depopulation, a lot of people talking about other stuff. Just like this fight here, it's the same thing. What you say is so profound. Instead of us wasting so much time with accusations and pointing fingers at some of these nut jobs, let's just <laughs> fix the problem and move forward. It's a beautiful thing, Peter. I love it. I love it. Right. It, it's true. You know, if we take action, I mean, don't forget, it takes it takes a, a mm. willing customer to go through all this. Right. I mean, it is, a, you, know, the, you know, there's some really good phrases that's come out of this. Mm. One is gender fluidity. This idea that, you know, you flow between genders, which is, these kids must feel like that's what they're doing. And then the other thing is, is actually to go through it. I mean, the kids got to make these appointments. They've got to go through all this. They, you know, there's 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 a bunch of steps, and uh, in most places, at least in the United States, the, the parent or somebody's got to be taking them to all these. I mean, you know, all these surgeries go bust. They have to have repeat surgeries and follow ups and tubes and drainages and revisions. I mean, it is a total mess. So it takes a willing customer, and you know, the the action steps. What Grossman is saying is that. We need to start early at home. It's very interesting. You know, another term, gender affirmation. It turns out, yeah. Malcolm, gender affirmation is a good term yeah. for what parents should be doing with normal little boys and little girls. But it doesn't it's matter. A, they take every term and they switch it. It's projectionism. I know, but to affirm their normal gender. Of course, so of course. This idea of, of, a, of a father and mother for a little boy saying, look at, you know, look at your penis and testicles. You're a little boy. You're but they're, what they're doing is they're gender everyone. affirming their, their oddball feelings that society right. pushed on them. That's what they're right. doing. Yeah. Right. So they're taking yeah. these terms. Yeah. And, you know, this is really going all the way. I don't know if you've seen... You know, Elon Musk, who has gone so far as to say that, listen, if you use these cisgender and, and things on the, the Twitter platform, you could get booted off or something. I mean, is that right? Is that right? Yeah. So, I mean, things are really going. Well, uh, I've noticed they are still booting people and doing things just as a reference point to you, by the way. Some uh, one of the other docs and some of the other people flagged me in the past week and they were booted off for different things that they said that the Twitter police didn't like. So they're still doing it. They're a little more. Uh, allowing on certain things, but what you just said probably would be another problem for folks. Got to be careful what you put out there, I guess. You know. Yeah, um, and you probably have have um, seen the developments. Now we have a lot of followers in Australia, but they are absolutely moving on this ministry of truth. Yeah, in Australia, that's happening. Exciting. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, and, and I, so that means basically, 
they it, 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 nothing in the mainstream media can go against the narrative, the false government narrative, and then they're going to try to crush independent media. Well, I can source. I'm not going to show. Australia might be out source too. I don't know, but Australia has been uh, crucified. I mean, they've been crucified. Those people out there. So. I mean, our friends in Australia, you know, and New Zealand. I mean, so they got to hit back with something, right? It's true. I mean, uh, you know, what I've told them is fortunately with media, there is um, the world's a big place. There's so many platforms. Just look at America Out Loud platform. Look how many shows. Uh, So, you know, there's there's so many different outlets that uh, I think it's (laughs) – I think the bad guys are going to have a really hard time shutting down independent media. Oh, yeah, I love it. I love it. And we got a lot of plans ahead, so they ain't shutting us down, brother. We're doing it. We're doing it. And this next one's from Bill. I bring a 70-year-old male raised in a different time where my heroes were Roy Rogers and the Lone Ranger. God bless you, Bill. And for the life of me, cannot see a drag queen as the new role model for children. My opinion, what is missing today is... God and worship of the same once taken out of school. We started slipping down that slope and the climb up is getting harder and harder. I love your shows, Malcolm there. That's from Bill. What do you say to Bill? That's actually an interesting observation that the kids were out of school. Remember most places, Malcolm, they were out of school for two years. They were out of school for two years. So they became disrupted. And things started happening. Now they're back in school, but school's really changed. And, you know, what I'm being told, Malcolm, is this pornography is pouring in. They're pushing into schools. And and nobody even knows who's ordering it. It's just coming from the publishers. Well, the teachers' unions are allowing it, and the school systems are allowing it, and they're putting these books in there that are uh, uh, disgusting. We have had shows on the network. We have people fighting against it, and it's happening everywhere. It's happening everywhere. So, listen, people have to push back. They they have to do what you said a few moments ago. Instead of just talking about who did what or what did who, you can't do this stuff, and you've got to protect the children. You're exactly right. Just like when you said you got to protect the elderly back with COVID. It's the same story, Peter. It sure is. It's the same story. We're just, it's a different narrative here and it's a different subject matter, but it's the same story. And so what you said is genius, really. Just telling people, just let's get back to the basics and do the right thing. And I support that 1 million percent. Protect our kids, protect our people. Uh, Let's do the right things, man. I'm all over that. Whatever is good that we can help with here at this network, we're going to do it and jump in for everybody, whether it's here in this country or Australia or New Zealand or anywhere else in the world that we can make a difference. We're going to help. Um, Let me get to this next one from Todd. This is now another angle. So bear with me here. It's two interesting ones coming up. This one says, hey, Malcolm, you and Dr. McCullough were discussing transgenderism and cultural rot. And he's right. We were talking about the cultural rot for sure. We talk about it all the time. Dr. McCullough believes it is organic. He says poppycock. As with COVID being organized and run by the global predator, so is the transgendering of the population. Personally, I believe everything going on is stemming from Satan. He isn't in hell anymore, just like most think. He's the ruler of the world. Satan created, well, he goes again, Satan created Islam to religiously attack Christianity, but failed. Then he created Marxism to politically attack the world. The free speech movement was to allow the Marxists to speak freely. Now the Marxists are limiting free speech. Go figure. We are about to open the book of 
of revelations if we haven't already. I've given up. We are outnumbered. Repent and pray. Your loyal listener from the People's Republic of Illinois. Good grief, Malcolm. This this guy's in his bomb. This, this guy's in his bomb shelter right now. Reading I had to a bunch share of revelations. But you know, I have to tell oh, you though, man. to be to yeah. be fair, I, you know, I have a lot of patients who you know different religions. <laughs> I've been to India, spent time with the Hindus and Muslims, um, but I have been struck with the Adventists as well as Messianic Jews that I've come in my circles who put together a pretty solid case for an end-of-time scenario. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You know, and it comes up. It oh, yes. comes up. All I've these- had it with strong people that know what they're talking about. I have friends in high places in this particular arena, and they tell me some things exactly. And I've thought about doing some programs on it and what have you, but you just have to be careful with this kind of information, though, you know? Well, Malcolm, this goes back to our conversation about ascribing motive. So let's say it is something really big like this. Well, we don't have to ascribe individual motive, right? So people playing roles in this in this great change that we're seeing in the world, they're playing roles along the lines that's biblical, right? And people will right. fall in those. You don't you don't have to spend too much time figuring out. You may say well, uh, what's in the mind of of a doctor who would yep. take off the breasts and dif- disfigure a, a little girl and ruin her life? I'd say, well, in this context, mm. uh, you know, a demonic possession would explain it. It's it's not. There's it, it, nothing else other than that, right? Yeah. I mean, one would just conclude that if if you play out this scenario, that that's what's going on. Uh, in the absence of that scenario, then we're we're wringing our hands. Uh, how can we, you know, who could possibly do this? Huh? What could be in their minds? And uh, our role as people on earth, I think, are to take action, recognize uh, evil when we see it, Absolutely. recognizing uh, malintent uh, and malfeasance and, and fighting it. And that's yeah. what we're doing. Amen. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, Peter, I'll share with you briefly that what we're what you're speaking and what we're discussing right now is actually in full disclosure with you is the origins and i believe this in every element of my heart and my soul is the origins of america out loud it truly is and america out loud is a magnet it is a, the reason we have the kind of expertise and the brilliant people on this network, it's got nothing to do with me or any magic I've done. It has to be a, this is a magnet from God Almighty. This is a mission. And I fully, if I've never shared this with you, I'm telling you now, this is why I don't worry about what's behind or who's coming at me or what's happening because God has our back here. We are fighting the good fight. We have done it from day one in April 2016 with this thing launched. I had no idea what it was going to be or what was happening. I've just been going, putting one foot in front of the next, in front of the next. And the people come into my purview and they want to be part of something. And we've made them part of something great. But I'm telling you, God's honest truth. And I have felt this all my life that God was going to use me in my simple ways for some point of greatness in my life. I had no reason to know otherwise. But I just I knew when I was a young boy at 15 years old, something was going to happen in my life that was very unique. And here we are. So why am I at this place? I I, I don't really know any more than the fact I've been put here. But that is the whole the nuance, uh, and that's the epicenter of America out loud is fighting the fight of good and evil. I mean, Peter, it says right at the top of our network, it's right there. 
Uh, here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. Celebrate in seven incredible years working to restore liberty and justice to our beloved America. It's right there. Right. I mean, you, you could look at this, Malcolm, and, and probably map, map out your life and conclude that God was preparing you your whole life to do 100%. this at this 100%. time of crisis. 100%. 100%. And I'm, I'm just, I'm simply an orchestra conductor. I don't have any other words for you here. I don't, I'm not, there's nothing else really. I mean, it is that simple. The agenda is really that simple. We fight the good fight. We're in it for all the right reasons. It has nothing to do with anything else. We want to help people. And I can't even explain it any more than that, Peter. I don't even have the words to tell you why or how. It's mind-boggling, isn't it? It's, it's stuff. It, that's, that's all we've tried to do is tell the truth. It, it, you use all of our God-given skills and traits and abilities and to help others through this form of media. That's all we've done, Malcolm. That's, it. that's all we've been. tried to do. That's and it. we have been met with uh, incredible forces of it's evil. Success. We, we, we forces of evil come out of success. But that's why you're here, Peter. You're here because, and I firmly believe it, people wonder, well, Dr. Peter McCullough's with, yeah, well, he's a dear friend of, why is he here? Because God has, I don't say this to people, I mean, but I know my mind tells me, well, it's not like I called you and said one day, hey, because God has put you here at this point in time and you're here with me because you're part of this mission. I don't really have anything else to give to anybody but to tell you that. And listen as you hear on this in very raw form right now, but there's no other way to say this, uh, brother. There really isn't. And I'm not some fanatic or anything else. I'm a very simple person, really, believe it or not. But that's really what I believe. But, but Mal Malcolm, we can say this much. There's no World Economic Forum that's positioning us on a chessboard or George Soros or any of these masterminds. No, no, we are uh, free thinkers. It, it, we're free thinkers. We're, we're free thinkers. And in many ways, God is very active among us right now. You could be just, if people just open their eyes. It's all over me. It's all over. It's me. all over. You can see it all over. This platform reeks of that, which is why we fight that fight. It's why I won't post and publish hate or racist material, or hateful stuff, or anything. I just won't do it. That's where I draw the line. I believe in absolutely free speech, but I will not be part of the evil empire, and I won't do it. And so that's I will not cross that line. We keep it real otherwise and support free speech and support God's gift to humanity. And that's what I believe, Peter. And I, I just, that's, I keep it, it's not complicated, man. You do the right thing. You And you know, another simple lesson, and my mother taught, just, you know, Malcolm, she always, always tell me, Treat people in life the way you want to be treated. She would always tell me that as a young kid. Treat people the way you want to be treated. Treat them with respect and honor. And I always have done that in my life to bring out the best of people. You have to give the best to people, Peter. You understand? Right? It's the golden rule, Malcolm. Yeah. It's the golden rule. It comes back every time. And, you know, our platform is well known for decorum, respectfulness, uh, thoughtfulness, uh, I was just on with Greg Bolton, for instance, who I think is a real superstar on the platform. Yeah. Uh, and everybody carries themselves that way. People, we can be very proud of of how we conduct ourselves and and all the great work the, that all the contributors have had on the platform. 
that's a beautiful thing to hear you say, brother. And uh, I really uh, appreciate that. And you, you were on with him. You've been on with Paul Engel. You've been on with a few of them. They all set it up themselves with you. I had nothing to do with it. Um, you know, everybody has to do their own thing. And, um, um, and you know, by the way, um, we are entering uh, this next week, our semi-quincentennial, Dr. McCullough, by the way, our semi-quincentennial. Uh, is upon us here. Um, it, it, well, uh, upon us. I'm talking about getting ready for it. It'll be in three years after 250 years. We, we celebrate 247 in just a few days. This is a momentous time for our platform. It's just a big for America a lot, but this is a huge time for our nation. This is a huge time for our freedom, for our liberty, for our justice, for our lives, for fighting the good fight, for God Almighty. It's all of the things our listeners believe in. This is the time. Next week, I'll have some really dynamic programming all over the platform, talking about Convention of States, our constitutional scholars, celebrating our Constitution, talking about July 4th or Independence Day, some really cool stuff really getting into the chapter of, you know, uh, fighting back. And we'll be doing that all next week on surely my program, The Voice of a Nation, but also on the platform as a whole. And I think it's going to be a fabulous week. I'm really looking forward to next week to really continue the fight, uh, Dr. McCullough, you know, and push back on all this evil. It's our, it, We're coming up three years away, 250 years. And that's a real moment in our lives because all many great empires have not made the track. They don't get past that 250-year mark. America is at a moment here. We are standing tall. We have a we have an obligation to fight right now, and we must fight this fight. That makes sense. Wow, you know this is great. Um, I was going to ask you to finish with uh, one last conjecture. I've asked uh, almost all my patients when we have conversations like this. Malcolm, do you think we'll see the resolution of this great controversy in our lifetime? Well, as it's heading right now, it appears something's happening here. I, I don't can't say specifically what it is. Something is happening uh, amidst all of this here. I believe we're going to win something here. There's a battle ahead, Peter. I do believe we are. There's no question in my mind, good wins. We will win whatever's going to happen. We're going to win this fight. Yes, I do believe some, we're going to know something is going to happen here. But there's a lot to risk and there's a lot to lose right now as well. We should take nothing for granted. Peter, we cannot take our life for granted. We cannot take our liberty for granted. We are fighting evil and evil is all through Congress. We have some of the most demented people in high positions of political power in our nation. We have them in high positions in media, in media landscapes. We have high people in high position in global enterprises. So we're fighting some really, uh, you know, strong adversaries here. You understand that, right? No doubt about it. It's a, a, it's a classic struggle. Uh, the good guys seem few. The bad guys seem many. many. That's... Uh, the, the, the balance of power is nowhere equal right now. Uh, and we're in, I think, for an epic struggle. Now, right now, it's a struggle of thoughts and words and uh, positioning. And let's hope it doesn't get to to worse struggles, uh, physical and, physical, and yeah, others. Yeah, it's a strong end to a dynamic program. Tremendous thank you to all of you listening here, being on the mission. Tremendous thank you to my dear brother in arms here, Dr. Peter McCullough. America Out Loud Pulse, always a beat ahead. <laughs>